cast your mind back to when we did the 95 stop tour for Limerick Children and our outside broadcast from Guinea's in the city centre. Would you believe that was 2016? And we chatted to Amanda and Larry who donated to the 95 stop tour instead of wedding favours. Their son, Bobby, used the services of the Children's Ark at University Hospital Limerick. The following morning, he slept all night. He drank his bottle, um, which was juice because they told me not to give him any milk or anything. But then he started vomiting again, and his eyes rolled in the back of his head. And to be honest, I thought, this is it. So we rang an ambulance, and they came straight away. Um, so when we got to the hospital, they turned on the sirens first in the ambulance. So we knew something was wrong, and they were trying to tell us it was only to get out of traffic and not to fight us. But we knew there was something wrong so when I got to the hospital um, they met me at the door and took him from me and wrapped him in blankets um, he had the opposite of what he had the week before he didn't have a high temperature he had a very low temperature his sugar levels went to 0.4 and he was just in and out of consciousness all the time so they brought him straight into the resuscitation room where we stayed for an hour and a half um, they were working on him they couldn't get a line to get blood um, I never saw so many doctors and nurses on top of him. And all the time they were pulling and dragging Bobby, he just led there. There was no tears, no expression, no nothing. Amanda McGrath talking a little bit about what she went through with Bobby. And uh, Amanda is on the line right now. Hi, Amanda. How are you? Hi, Joe. How are you? I'm good, thank you. So what age is Bobby now? Uh, he'll be nine in July. Really? Jeepers. Yeah. <laughs> so remind us of how he's been doing since you spoke to us that time in 2016. Yeah, um, he's been doing great. Uh, he was six uh, for the first three years of his life. And after that, it's like, he's like Iron Man. There's nothing that will phase him. Nothing that even like, I was afraid with the coronavirus when that came in first, I was afraid in case he got sick with it. And you were hearing all these things about it at the start and I was kind of wrapped him up in cotton wool but he got it and it was like wash off a duck's back to him and he's he's brilliant to be honest Right, so just talk to us about the contrast then, you were saying that it was the first three years when he, he was quite ill Yes, um, it was constantly seizures and we'd get about two weeks, three weeks free and then he'd have another seizure and we'd have to go back to the hospital again and he had pneumonia um could have been five or six different times he had pneumonia and um, he was just prone to it constantly um he had he was treated for meningitis but he actually didn't have meningitis but they treated him for it because they actually thought he had it um he was just constantly sick there was just there was never a week without him not being sick that must have been so difficult for you as well yeah, yeah, it's it's difficult as a family because you're no sooner getting back on track and then you're you're back to square one again, out to the hospital again, and spending two and three weeks in at the hospital. And as a mother, you want to stay there constantly with him and not leave him. And and, and Amanda, what were the doctors saying to you during those three years? Were they giving you some hope? Uh, yeah, like we had MRIs, we had the brain scans, we had everything, and it, they said in the end it was just one of these things. He was just one of the unlucky ones. Um, and that he would grow out of it. And like every time he goes into a new class in school now, I always have to notify the teacher that he had seizures and stuff. But it's just that you have to notify people just in case it does happen again. But thankfully it hasn't. Right. So when he turned three and I mean, when did you start to realise, oh, maybe we're through the worst of this for him? Um, when he started like that when he was got three and he started going to preschool and stuff he'd get sick but it was I'd still be going around with the thermometers going around with the calpol the norofin and even now when he gets sick I kind of still panic but 
you you kind of just learn to deal with it as a mother and just kind of you know he's it's not who you're hoping that it won't go back to what it was and it's just that's it and Amanda did Bobby's seizures fade away or did they stop suddenly or they just stopped all of a sudden that was it they just stopped isn't and he hasn't am- had another one since isn't that amazing yeah yeah and, and and the doctors other than saying to you that he'd grow out of it they, they couldn't put their finger on why no, they just said it, he was one of these unlucky ones. They said one in so many children would kind of get one seizure and then it go the percentage would drop again. And he had so many. But like I remember going one time out to see Dr. Toomey and we got the results of his MRI. And to be honest, part of me wanted it to be something so I could say this is what it is and this is how we deal with it and mm. we go on from there. But when he was saying to me, look, it's actually, there's nothing in his brain. There's nothing there. I kind of came away thinking upsetting mum because I didn't know how to deal with it if I knew what he had I would have been able yeah. to deal with it but it's just one of these things when you're told look he'll grow out of it and that's it yeah 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 and then from from that age on from when the seizures stopped obviously he gets as you say he got COVID and he got other yeah. uh, childhood illnesses the same way that the uh, kids do but he has and I'm going to use this word literally as well he's really kicked on hasn't he tell us how oh yeah he has. Uh, he is actually sports mad. Um, so he's in kickboxing with Limerick Combat Gym in the Roxborough. So he is actually picked for the Irish team um, and he is going to Glasgow um, in September to represent Ireland in kickboxing. Isn't that amazing? Uh, and uh, yeah. did he really take to that straight away when he started? He did. Yeah, yeah, he just took this straight away the minute I brought him up. He's the same. He plays rugby with young monsters outside and he's going to be the next Keith Earls. He's on the wing, running up to score all the tries. That's fantastic, isn't it? Uh, yeah, and, yeah, he's and, actually and brilliant. So at nine now, he's he's shown the talent that he gets to go off and represent the country. He does, yeah. It's actually brilliant. It's And as I said to him, just go, we'll go. And my other son, Elja, he's 11. He's going as well. Um, and I said, it doesn't matter whether we come home with medals. Is what you've done. You have represented your country. It's actually a big thing at that age. Sport gives them great enjoyment and focus and a bit of discipline, doesn't it? It does. And I always say that. It's actually the kickboxing. It's great for discipline. Um, the kids love going up there. The trainers are brilliant. Um, they take their time with the kids. They explain the things. And it it is great for discipline. It's great for respect. And it teaches them respect as well. And it's self-defense. Yeah, it is. And, you know, it's an interesting thing, I think. It, it gives them confidence. Um, but, but I think it also makes them realize that, thankfully, they shouldn't ever have to get into a fight, you know, outside no, of the no. ring. You know what I mean? No, they shouldn't, but at least they have it just yeah, in they case. Have, they have that ability to defend themselves. Um, so, so that's happening. Um, and, you know, I, I mean, speaking of confidence, is, is he going there going, I'm going to bring home a, a gold medal. Watch out, oh, lads. He thinks, he thinks he's the next Conor McGregor. Um, up until last week, he was the highest belt in the kids' class. There was kids older than him that wasn't on the same belt as him. Um, and he actually loved it. Now, he got graded again the other night. He's actually five belts away from the black belt. Um, but you think he had a black belt the way he carries on the confidence <laughs> everything you wouldn't believe it I, I, I mean do, do you ever say to him jeepers you know like it's amazing how well you are compared to when you because I presume he doesn't remember you know the, the... he doesn't remember actually um, and I often say to him about him being sick and he'd often ask but I think he has this thing in his, his head but he kind of remembers some because he's afraid of his life at the hospitals yeah, well, you see, um, and it's only yeah. ironic yeah 
I'm talking to today and he's actually in bed sick at the moment. He had a vomit bug all night long. As Carden as he was getting sick, he was saying, I don't have to go to the hospital now, do I? I was like, oh, no, you don't. You only have a vomit bug. Well, so listen. I think it's something in his head. So All right. Well, listen, will you wish him well, first of all, to get over the vomiting bug and at the I European Kickboxing Championships. Delighted to hear such a positive story. Um, remember the chat at Guinness very well. And uh, I, I hope you keep us up to date on his sporting career. I will. Thank you very much, Joe. Thank you for having ah, me on. Thank you. Super to chat you. Thanks a million. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye. That's Amanda McGrath there telling us about uh, her son, Bobby, and her other son as well, heading off to the championships. And well done to them. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.